I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. Let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This is the Easter season. We explore together resurrection hope as a people of faith. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. People of God, all of us fall short, truly. But yet, there's this Jesus who goes up the mountain, who is transformed, who is transfigured, and offers us God's grace here and now. May we all hear Him, know Him, and listen to Him. Friends, believe the good news of the Gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Since God has forgiven us in Christ, let us forgive one another. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And also with you. Take a moment for silent, not silent confession. Take a moment to pass the peace with one another. Friends would come down and join me at the front, please. today. Do you know what these are? Yes. And what are their, what's the job of the glasses? To help you see better, to help you see clearly. Right. Yes. If they were sunglasses, they would be to help block the sun, which also helps you see better, right? Right. It, the sunglasses keep the sun from blinding our eyes. But these glasses are not sunglasses, so their job is just to help me see clearly. And without them, the whole world looks really blurry to me. And it's hard for me to know what I'm seeing. So when I put these on, they change how I see everything. And it all becomes clearer and more in focus. So today we're talking about some, a big word, transfiguration. That is a big word, right? So transfiguration means a change of appearance. So you could say that my glasses transfigure the world for me since they change its appearance, right? So in our Bible story, Jesus and some of his disciples went up to the top of a mountain to pray. 
And while they were there, Jesus's appearance changed. He was transfigured. His face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Then there were two men that appeared there with him, Moses and Elijah, who had both already gone on to heaven long before this. So Peter, one of the disciples, wanted to just stay on the mountain and build houses there for Jesus and Moses and Elijah to live in. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, wanted to. But then a cloud came down and a voice came out of it saying, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Who do you think that voice belonged to? Yes. When the voice finished, finished speaking, Jesus was standing there alone. And Moses and Elijah had gone, and the disciples were silent, and they had been in the presence of God. So the next day, Jesus and his disciples came down from the mountain, and a man called out to Jesus, asking him to heal his son. He said no one else had been able to heal him. Do you know what Jesus did? What do you think he did for that man's son? He healed him. Do you think the man's son would have been healed if Jesus had followed Peter's suggestion and just stayed up on the mountain? No, probably not. So what we can learn from our story today is it's important to spend time with God praying just like Jesus did on the mountaintop. Spending time with God can change us and change the way we see things, like my glasses do for me. It can help us see things more clearly. But that can't be all that we do. Just like Jesus was able to heal the boy when he came down from the mountain, we have work to do in the world with other people too. And as we've talked about for the last few Sundays, our job is to... Love people, to be kind, and to be helpful to others, right? Well, you don't need glasses to see, but some of us do. All right, let's pray together. Glorious God, thank you for Jesus. Help us to see clearly how to be part of this world. Amen. All right, thank you so much. As we prepare our hearts to hear God's word written and proclaimed and also enacted in the sacrament of communion, let us join together and pray the prayer of illumination. Lord, open our hearts and our minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, you may hear with joy what we say to us today. Amen. Our gospel lesson today comes to us from Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 43. Listen to and for God's word this day. Now, about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but, he, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. 
And while he was saying this, a cloud came over and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and in those days told no one any of these things that they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. And suddenly a spirit seizes him and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and with scarcely will leave him. I begged your disciples to cast him out, but they could not. And Jesus answered, You're faithless, you faithless and perverse generation. How much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. And while he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Truly the image of the mountaintop is common. It's very common throughout scripture. As the place where the human experience touches the divine. It's where we meet God so often in, in the text. On the mountaintop, it's that place where God is present and us mere mortals can catch a glimpse of the holy other. Scripture takes us back to the mountains over and over again. The church calendar, well, it takes us back around to this Sunday, Transfiguration Sunday, one more time. And upon the mountain, it's safe up here, really, when you think about it. And that's why we keep coming up here to the mountain. It comes to mind, as I think of last Sunday evening, you folks are so gladly, you, you came out to support the youth with their fundraiser, to go to Mountaintop this summer to do mission work, to go to Montreat Youth Conference this summer, which is in the mountains, or Massanetta this summer for the middle school conference, which is also in the mountains, where they go to get away and hear God's voice. Well, I think back to those mountaintop experiences that happened at retreats and youth camps when I was a child as well, where the cares of this world seemed to recede and I would have some sense of God closer to me than in flat spaces. We all have those places in our lives, right? These moments, don't we? Where we come in contact with God, the Holy Other, some modern version of the book of Exodus where Moses ascends the mountain on high to speak directly to God. Where Joshua climbs the heights to commune with the Lord. In the same manner, Jesus takes the leaders of his little motley crew up the mountain where they have a mountaintop experience. A praying Jesus is transfigured, radiant and filled with light. One more year, we come around in the church calendar and Jesus goes back up that hill. One more time, the two biblical heroes appear, Moses and Elijah, both patriarchs of the Hebrew scripture, people that they look to to give them the voice of God. And at least, that's it reportedly who we are, right? 
how you know that it's them. I don't know how people, how they knew it was Elijah and Moses there because they had never seen pictures of them, but that's okay. They know it's them. But one more time, Peter doesn't really know what to do. So he wants to be a land developer in this moment. Let's put up a few condos and stay a while. Okay, Jesus, wouldn't that be the thing to do? One more time, we're left to wonder, was he trying to contain this vision there, Peter? One more time, was he trying to keep it in a box just for themselves? Hold on to it for the moment, not let go of this mountaintop experience. Capture this glory in the manner that he can understand with brick and mortar. Let's build something and put it here and stay. Sort of stay there and not come back down that mountain. Revel in the glory of the mountaintop and remain up there. Or maybe it's a little something else. I had two, two folks in the parking lot this past week. They were standing there with me. We were talking, laughing, having a couple other things going on. And one young adult and one person who was more my age were visiting together in this moment. And suddenly, both from these, they're, they're entering this new segment of their faith journey and their life journey. They're both at this point where they're doing something new in their lives. This younger, you, um, young adult and this person my age. There they are. And then they both were talking and were laughing and I made it a joke and they, and they said, you know, really and truly, it's scary out there these days. It's scary out there. And by the way, that's really the title of this sermon. I had to change it, okay? But it's scary out there. I want you to know that, Neil. And maybe that's why it's easier to stay up on the mountain, right? It's scary out there in the flat places of our lives. Maybe that's what we do as churches as well. We often hold on to things that we knew from the past, keep things the way they are. We don't want to let them go because keeping things the same way is safe. It's scary out there, Neil. It's scary. For folks venturing out in the new legs of their journey of faith and life, it's scary out there. There's war in Europe. It's scary. There's this own unknown in the economy and the workforce because of war. Things are changing. Times are changing. It's scary. Maybe Peter was on to something with this new construction development thing he had going on. In Luke's telling, when they come down the mountain, Jesus and the disciples are met by this profound human need. A boy vexed with an evil spirit. The disciples are having real problems taking care of this. It's scary out there in flat spaces of our lives. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they couldn't, says the father. It's understandable, really, why Peter wants to stay up on the mountain. It's a lot easier there to have those moments and experiences the holy other. It's safe. It's a wonderful experience to have those moments, but these moments always precede going back down the hill, the flat spaces. And it's scary there. Scary with those in need of healing, evil spirits and the unknown. 
there's a grace to be found as we climb up the mountain to the table of God this day to take bread and cup together. It's God's grace. We're standing on holy ground, we sang earlier. We are. Not because of the space, but because God is here. It would be easy to want to build and stay. Stay right here. Stay in the moment, in the communion, around the table with one another and with God. Because in the flat spaces of our lives, it's scary. But know that when we go up the mountain and when we come here to worship and when we come to the table to go, we always have to leave. Always. We always have to go back to the flat spaces of our lives. And there, when we go there, we can meet vexed little boys who need healing, who need wholeness from us. But rest assured, when we go back from these spaces, we go back from the transfigured mountain. We go with the one who transfigures and we go with the one who transforms, the one who changes our lives, the one who offers us grace, that we can go back to those flat spaces of our lives, that we can go back to the places in our world that need healing and need wholeness and need mercy. Yeah, it can be mighty scary out there, but we go with the one who transforms us and who continues to transform us. He goes with us. Thanks be to God. It might be scary, but he's there with us too. Amen. Will you stand with us and affirm and affirm our faith this day? <laughs> our affirmation of faith today is the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Join me. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right. it is truly right. 
And it is our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, eternal God, our Creator. You have given us life and second birth in your Spirit. Once we were no people, but now we are your people. You claimed Israel as your chosen nation and raised up the church as a witness to the resurrection, breathing into it, into your life and power. From worlds apart, you gathered us together, and when we go astray, you welcome us home. Always your love has been steadfast. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with the choirs of heaven and with all the faithful of every time and place. Forever we sing in your glory and in your name. Glory to you, O God. In love with you and in compassion for all, Jesus healed and taught, challenged and comforted, welcomed and saved. He formed a community promising to be with his disciples wherever two or three are gathered and sending them on his mission of hope and healing in the world. Jesus trusted his life to you and went freely to his death so that the world might be set free from suffering and sin. You raised Him from the dead, and You raise us also to new life in Him, in the power of the Holy Spirit. You send us out to make disciples as we commanded, as commanded to come down the mountain to go to flat spaces of our lives. Remembering all Your mighty and merciful acts, we take this bread and this cup from the gifts of that you have given to us to celebrate with joy the redemption won for us in Jesus Christ. Accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, as a living and holy offering of ourselves, that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. So gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, and upon these your gifts of bread and cup, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. By your Spirit, unite us with the living Christ and with all who are baptized in his name, that we might be one in ministry in every place. As this bread is Christ's body for us, send us out to, the body of Christ, to be the body of Christ in the world. Give us strength to serve you until the promised day of resurrection when with the redeemed of all ages we will feast with you at your table in glory. Through Jesus Christ, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty God, with the Holy Spirit in the Holy Church now and forever. And join me as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And the Lord Jesus Christ, on the night of his arrest, he gave thanks for the bread. And then he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And every time you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. As the people of faith, may we partake together. And in the same way, he said, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. 
Every time you drink of it, you do this in remembrance of me. May we partake together. So people of God, every time that we break this bread and we drink from this cup, we proclaim the saving death of Jesus Christ our Lord until he comes again. And he will. So as God's people this day, we have heard God's word written and proclaimed. We have seen God's word enacted in the sacrament of communion. May we join together in our prayer. We thank you, O God, that throughout word and sacrament, you have given us your Son, who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And as God's people, a part of our worship as well is our giving. May we be faithful as we give this day. prayer of dedication. As we offer our gifts and hearts to you, O God, may they be used to pass on the promise of hope, peace, joy, love, and community to all in need of your gifts and presence in their lives. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us this day. Thank you for taking a moment out to share with the celebration for Stephanie as well and go from this place knowing that we come to mountain places to know God's presence to hear God's voice we also know that we have to go back to flat spaces and it can be scary true but Christ goes with us Christ goes with us all and in that assurance go to flat spaces and share God's healing mercy this day and always in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ God the Father and the Holy Spirit Amen.